Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster, and Real Life Moms is a podcast that's all about moms having real conversations, sharing resources, and telling their inspiring stories. Our mission is to connect moms by talking about these topics that parents deal with every day and to continue these conversations in our Real Life Moms Facebook group, where we would love for you to become part of our community. And in this week's episode, I invited Nicole Dillon, a mother of two boys and a wife, and as a family, they decided to relocate and start a new business all during the pandemic. Nicole took a leap of faith, followed her dreams, and listened to how it all turned out. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm so excited for you to come and share your story with us today. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story. So our topic today, I love this topic. It's kind of like grabbing opportunities that just kind of come our way. Like sometimes the universe just brings us or presents us some things. And instead of saying like, oh, maybe I'll do that later or I can't do that now, you know, just kind of taking that leap of faith and knowing that things might just work out for the better. And I think in your story that you're going to share with us, um, the pandemic kind of maybe pushed you a little bit into this more. Um, But you guys really as a family took a leap of faith to do something very different, um, to create like a different lifestyle for your family. Absolutely, we did. We had uh, been thinking for a couple of years that we didn't want our um, young boys to do middle school and high school in a big city. Uh, And we had kind of tossed a um, a few other options around. Since my oldest son was young, we had been vacationing in a small town, lakeside, you know, up north every summer. So pandemic happened. I thought, huh, if we're going to be stuck indoors, let's be stuck indoors at the lake. Me and, the, uh, and my kids went to my parents' house uh, at the lake, and I accidentally found a space to open a bakery, which I had been baking kind of as a side gig for about 10 years, um, we, we saw this space and I, you know, I reached out to my husband who stayed in the big city during the pandemic because he was still able to work. And I mentioned it to him. He's like, yeah, you know, give it up, you know, give him a call, see what they say. And we did. And the rent was affordable. And we thought, huh, even if it's just a seasonal something, you know, mm. let's try that and, and see what happens. Yeah, let me take you back a minute. So I have a few questions that are just popping sure. up. First off, you said that you you didn't really want to raise your boys kind of in a big city as they were approaching, was it middle school? Yes, ma'am. Yep. And, and, and can you expand on that a little bit? Why was that? I can't. Um, so where we were was a little bit, it was just a little bit, it was a lot, a little bit of a lot. There was just like, it was glorified, you know, let's see how bad you can be. And that's cool. Once the pandemic started happening, crime got really bad. And I was like, we've, we've got to get out of here. And both my husband and I grew up in smaller towns outside of, of a bigger city. Neither of us were brought up in a big, in the heart of a big city. And where we were, where we were raising our kids was about 12 miles outside, 12 to 14 miles outside of a big city. And it was just, it was just really 
close for comfort. And it was, you know, we were just saying we could move, you know, further away from the city, but then it, we ended up getting into kind of country. We were kind of torn about what exactly to do. So what you're saying is there was kind of just more crime and that your kids were starting to kind of maybe get some behaviors that you felt were a little bit more riskier. Absolutely. Uh, and you wanted to and kind of going down a path that might be a little bit more problemsome. Absolutely. And, and it was almost like that type of lifestyle was glorified. Like it was real, uh -huh. it was cool to be bad. I mean, you know, so we just didn't want, we didn't want that. We didn't want those problems. Yeah. Well, who does really? I mean, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Don't sign me up for that. But. No, exactly. You're right. <laughs> okay. So then the, you know, the pandemic hits and you had a job, but you, you lost your job you need to go to the lake and maybe do something a little different. And you find this spot. Now this spot was for your new uh, company. Is that correct? It is. Well, it wasn't, I didn't have any intentions on, on starting a full on bakery. Like I said, I had just kind of baked on the side as you know, for, uh, neighborhood events for the company that I worked for. I was a restaurant manager. And when, when our restaurants would have um, private events, I would do the desserts for that. So it was just kind of a side thing. So I, I had no intentions on making it my life's work. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So that it just all kind of organically fell into place. So you get there, you're, you're there for the summer, you find a little spot to say, Hey, maybe I'll bake a little bit and see what happens. Yep. Your husband now is still in Atlanta because he is still working there. Correct. Uh, how is that? How is it to be in two separate places? So for the summers, we kind of did that anyways. I would use all of my vacation time mm -hmm. over the summer to to be up at the lake with um with the kids so it wasn't hugely new you know for for the summertime but as we got further and further into it we decided well maybe we'll just do it all the time as opposed to just in the summertime so so it is hugely new now you know yeah okay because it's all year yeah so, so how does that work as far as does he come out you know, for a week or two at a time? Are you, how are you? <laughs> yes. So, so when we decided that this would be how we got the kids out of the big city into a smaller community, mm -hmm. we, we really had to talk about how are we going to do this? And he, he is in a role that requires him to, to be present at work. He's a, he's the director of sales. So he has to he has to manage people and and be on property and and sell. So his boss is very good and understands and and like most people during the pandemic working remotely became a norm. So his boss is understanding of that. So he he gives him a lot of leeway as far as doing some remote days, but we're literally 650 miles from each other, so it's not like he can, you know, uh, work remote Friday and Monday and then go back into the office. So what he tries to do is about every two to three weeks, he'll, he'll work remote and be here with us for about five or between five and seven days. And he has been with his company for a long time. So he has a ton of vacation time. So there'll be times when he just takes, you know, he'll do four days of remote working and then he'll take 
seven days of vacation time. So it, it ends up being in an extended period with us. So what I'm hearing is this change of lifestyle that you did is not <laughs> on the family. Is that right? It's um, it is and it isn't. When when we were all together, my husband would leave before the kids woke up for school. And he'd get home 30 minutes before they went to bed. So now when he's here with us, he's really here with us. You know, he's not leaving. He's he's here. So I almost feel like we get more quality time with him here. It's it's working, but obvious who, you know, who knows will be, you know, 30 years down the road and my kids will tell me how much, you know, how, how, how affected they were by it. And it was awful, but it seems like it's working. Traumatized. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I can relate to that. Um, when my children were very young, um, my husband, I live in Colorado, but my husband did work in California and he would commute, I think every other week. So he would go out for like five days, come home and be home for a whole week, go out for five days. And I totally, you know, remember that time because it's it's a little bit like single parenting, right? Yeah. Not because obviously you're not. Um, <laughs> so it's weird. Uh, but I just remember how important my mom friends were for me specifically, because those were the people that, you know, I worked. And if I had to drop them off early, drop them off at my friend's house and they would take them to school for me. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, school wasn't open yet and I had to be at work at eight and, you know, they didn't have to be there until 830 or I just remember or pickups or things like that. Or, you know, can my kid come home with you after? I just remember all that shuffling that I had to do. Yes. Uh, and which is really difficult. But I have to say the mom tribe wrote. Did you do you feel like you found a mom tribe out where you are to help you out uh, during those times? I definitely do. And it is surely a juggling act. And my kids are just now. Uh, and that's another thing here. My kids are into sports before in in the big city. They weren't. They were kind of just in little clicky friendships that they just hung out with each other. And now they're they're doing things that they didn't either they didn't choose to do or didn't have the opportunity to do or their friends weren't doing it, whatever the case may be. But so juggling, you know, getting the kids to baseball practice or like you said, getting dropping them off, you know, the bakery, you, you, you've got to get there early. Mm -hmm. Um so getting them, you know, sets to be sure that they get to school on time or, or, you know, all of the things that it takes is definitely a juggling act. And you can't do it without your village of moms and friends and, you know, helpful neighbors and and all the things. It's, it is really, and, and I found more of that here in a smaller town than I did in Atlanta because Everyone was running the rat race. Everyone had to be to work early. Everyone was gone for, you know, 14 hours a day. So it was, it was a little bit, um, a little bit more of a challenge, even though there were more, I guess I, I had been there for so long that I, I had more friends there, but it, it was, it was more challenging, I think. I can imagine that. I can imagine that just that fact. I mean, I'm from New York, so I get the fact. <laughs> right. Think, but you're just thinking about just this conversation of, I can only imagine what your conversation was like when you decided to make this change. So, you know, what was that like for you when you were sitting at home with your boys to say, hey, we're leaving Atlanta? Yeah. 
into an itty bitty town in Ohio. <laughs> it was difficult, but yet they had spent time here. They knew what life on the lake was. They knew how cool it would be, but they had only experienced it during the summer when it's really action packed and things are moving and there's a ton of people in and out. Um, they didn't, <laughs> they had no idea what they were getting into uh, as far as winter months and the small, small uh, village where we are. So um, mm-hmm. there was excitement uh, and, but there was, you know, it's hard for a kid. I'm le- what I'm leaving my school. I've never done anything different. I'm leaving all my friends. So it was definitely two-sided and I, I made it a lot like, you know, it's a new adventure. We, we go places, we do fun things this is going to be a new fun life. Uh, and it really has ended up being that way. There's something to be said about a clean slate. You know, it's a, such a nice clean slate to really become whatever you want to become, right? You're just, you're just new. You could start all over. Yep. And, and being that my husband is still in Atlanta, we, we go back, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the kids go back probably we, we just came from there. And so they have the opportunity to see old friends and, and now with technology and things and phones and FaceTime and they, I don't feel like they've missed a beat as far as keeping in touch. You know, it's not like they have to pen pal <laughs> and write letters and it gets there a week later when, you know, so many different things can happen in, in a week's time. So it's, it's worked out. It's, there are challenges and there are things that are different, but it is, you know, in our, our family dynamic is not you know, traditional, it's very unconventional, um, but it's, it's working. And it was, it was scary. I mean, you know, it, can we do this? We we're not going to have daddy here to help, you know, it's so many different things, but it's so many. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the reasons you, it sounds like you did move. I mean, I know you needed a new job and you needed to make these changes, but I mean, it sounds like a big reason was to get the boys kind of out of that situation. So now that you're in the small town, What are you seeing from your boys? What has changed for them? That's a great question. And so much, like I said, in Atlanta, we lived in a great neighborhood. There were probably 200 kids. You open the door and you're just in this neighborhood with so many kids, but you had to, you couldn't just let your kids be outside playing. You always had to be sure there was an adult out there and and where we are now, and I could be extremely naive and it, you know, it takes one thing to go wrong, but mm-hmm. you can, it's a, it's a go out and play, come home when the streetlights come on. You know, everyone says that's how we grew up where we are now. It's truly still that way, which is a huge relief, a huge comfort. And like I said, the boys are, um, they're into sports and they weren't before my oldest was very much a a an indoors gamer and he gamed with with older children from all over the country Mm. and now he he's still a gamer but he is he's outside and playing and involved in sports and has a wide range of friends of of you know different one thing we talked about when we when we were relocating was you can find a friend in a variety of people and it'll be a friend for different reasons you might have one friend who you play sports with you might have one friend who you game with you might have one friend who you do homework with and they really they both really embrace that and I see it uh the most in in my oldest son who 
who didn't have a ton of friends and now he does. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. just a great thing. And I, and, and that alone makes me so glad that we did that Mm -hmm. on for him. And my youngest is turning into being, turning out to be a superstar athlete. He's doing cross country. He's doing football. He's doing baseball. He's doing basketball. And never, ever would I have thought he'd play any sport ever. So it's so amazing how an environment can bring so much out of somebody, right? Yes, totally. Totally. uh, That's so interesting. I feel like I should move. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) right. No, I mean, and it was totally, like I said, we had talked about it. We, we knew we wanted to do something different, but this all kind of happened by accident. I mean, and it, it's, it was really a, you know, the term leap of faith. It really was. Let's, let's just see. And it's, it's turned out so well. We are really fortunate and really blessed, lucky, all the words that you could use because we're in such a, a good place. It's going really well. So we couldn't be more pleased, but I, I have to say it was like, uh, is this it? Is this what we should do? So it took, you know, it took a, all right, let's just do it. Kind let's of just do it, which is yep. hard to do, especially with, I feel like, especially with kids, like yep. we made our move from not during the pandemic, but you know, we moved out of New York. My husband is a true and blue New Yorker, lives in the city all the time. <laughs> and we just decided to make some changes as well, but we didn't have kids yet. And right. It was really, it's really difficult to just like uproot yourself and, right? and really take a gamble. I mean, we don't know anyone in Colorado. It wasn't like we were moving out here and having friends or family. It was just kind of like, oh, it's pretty. And right. Job first wins and we'll go. I can't even imagine it, doing it with my kids, you know? Yeah. It's been so much harder. So let me ask you this. Um, how, how has it changed your life? Um, yeah. I remember... Prior to the pandemic, probably um, maybe a, for a, a year or so before before 2020. So in 2019, I remember waking up thinking, you know, I was I was a restaurant manager, so I my my days were long and it was long nights and and I remember thinking, God, I'm really missing out on my kids' elementary age, and so I I remember when I'd be on my way to work, I remember thinking, I don't want to do, this isn't how I want to live. This isn't what I want to do. And, and, but I didn't know, you know, like I said, we had talked about it, but I didn't know what the right answer was, right. What the right change was. And I have to say, however, and why ever this happened, I couldn't be happier. This is, this is, you know, I wake up every day and say, yes, this is it, you know? So it's, it's changed. It's changed my thinking. It's changed my mindset. It's changed my happiness level. Not that I was unhappy before. It was just a different, I just, I'm more connected to my kids. I being your own boss plays a huge part in that. Uh, you know, I can close if I I can close the baker and be like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it today. I'm going to be, you know, with the kids or whatever, but I just have, I'm so much more connected to them and I'm more connected to the community, which I wasn't before. I was just a number in a huge, you know, a huge population. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's changed. It's changed a lot. It's, I couldn't, again, I couldn't be more thrilled with how this has all really worked out. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you didn't just, you know, move your family. You also changed your whole career, starting something new. Yes. So what, tell us a little bit about this bakery. First of all, what's the name of it again? So it's Pickle and Chips Field Trip. That's so cute. I, I know, right? No pickles, no <laughs> chips. We don't, yeah. we don't go on field trips. Um, so I borrowed my kids' nicknames okay. and I do some healthier things, some things from the field I do too, but I do, you know, I do some keto diet stuff. I do gluten-free items. Uh, I have a, uh, an order for a little girl's birthday party and she is, um, has a dairy allergy. So I do a lot of unique requests for things. So that was, that was where I got the field part of it from, you know, things from the field, zucchini, you know, things like that, you know, baked, that's kind of my passion. And I found that accidentally when my youngest, oh, I'm sorry, when my oldest son was young, you know, to, to get through the day, I needed coffee, but we'd be out doing things. So I, you know, run through a, a Starbucks and grab a coffee. Well, he would need a cake pop from there. I'm like, these are ridiculously expensive. Never mind what I was paying for coffee. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't keep paying for these cake pops. Uh, so I was like, eh, let me figure out how to make them. And it, I figured it out and I loved every second of it. And I would forego sleep just to bake things that no one was eating. I was just doing it for the, for the mm-hmm. passion of doing it. And then I kind of advertised a little bit. And then in our neighborhood, um, people were like, oh, that's good. I'll try that. Let me do this. And, you know, I have a child with an egg allergy. Can you make something? So it, it kind of grew from there. And then the restaurant group that I worked for, we did huge events. We had quite a few restaurants with with a really big uh, event space. Um, and so they would need, you know, for private events, they'd need baked goods, cupcakes, you know, whatever. Um, and so I kind of volunteered for that. And then it really started taking off. So I was like, okay, so then I did farmer's markets and that was really going well, mm-hmm. but I was too scared to leave a salaried position <laughs> to, yeah. to go out on a whim. And especially in, in a big city where there's, you know, there's a bakery and a, and a specialty bakery you know, on, in every block. So I was like, "Mm, that you can't, I can't do it here. So, so doing it, doing it in the small town is ideal. It is ideal. They had a bakery here and it closed a few years back. And so when I would be here, I'd do farmer's markets when I'd come up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I knew there wasn't a bakery. So when I saw that little space for rent right in the heart of the village, I thought, my husband was like, yeah, just call him and see. <laughs> so it's, I, again, it, it organically fell into place. We're really lucky. It's so funny how things I feel like fall, like you said, fall into place kind of when you need them, right? Yes. I think a lot of times we're just in this, whether a rat race or just this place of just keep going, that we don't see all the signs that are just like right in front of us, right? It's like you could have been walking down that area and just missed that open space to have your bakery right yep yes walk by it but instead you notice it like why did you notice that like I feel like it's so important for us to sometimes take a minute of like what what the universe is technically showing us and and then making that move and following it sounds like each step of your way it's working out because you're kind of listening to those little simple signals you know you lost your job 
well, we kind of wanted to move. Maybe we should just move, you know, like, okay, let's do this. Oh, I'm passing a, an area that my bakery could go. Okay, let's just do that. Oh, let's just do a farmer's market. You know, like you're just kind of going with it. And I think, you know, that's, that's also something that I don't think a lot of people listen to. That's that, that is a, a great summary of, of what happened. I mean, it, it really is. And like I said, you know, I, I knew for a while that I wasn't, I was, this isn't what I want to do, you know? And, and I also knew that my passion is, is baking. It's creating things that put a smile on people's face and, you know, what cookie doesn't make a person smile. So, um, it just, it, this is, it's truly for me, I'm, I'm living the dream and, you know, people say, how are you doing? They're like, Oh, living the dream. It, I really can say that. And I really mean it. <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. It, re- it is it's amazing when you're doing something that you love, you know, it's yep. just, everything falls into place, you know, passion is so strong and yep. This really makes things successful. You know, people know that you love baking and that's why probably your stuff is so yummy. So what would you say is the most challenging thing that, you know, in this whole process? Living the single mom life, but not really, I'm not really a single mom. (laughs) Uh, You know, having, having the, your, your partner to be so far away and not be able to lean on. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, in a normal life, you're tired, you're, you know, you got, you've got the kids homework together, they're tucked in, ready for bed. And then, and then my husband and I have to connect and I have to give him a recap of the day. Whereas I feel like if he was here, if we were together, he would be able to see and know and this, you know, so it's almost like living my day and then having to relive it again to share it with my husband, you know, so that can be a little bit tiring, but it's, I can't let that go because we'll both miss out, you know? So. Yeah. I I remember those days of my husband doing lots of traveling and I, I would give the phone, you know, when it was FaceTime time, I'd be like, (laughs) give him, give the kids the phone and I would like go away for a little while. Right. We can connect and I can have a break, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's the truth. That's totally the truth. And he'd be like, where'd you go? I'm like, listen, this is my time off, people. Like, you are right. No, you're on FaceTime, but you're on. (laughs) Right. That's right. You're on. I'm off. I'm going to go wash my face and brush my teeth. (laughs) Anything, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want my husband to miss anything, even though, you know, even if we were together, he, he did have a crazy long day and but it's, it's just, it's easier to stay connected when you are, you know, laying in bed at night, you can be like, Hey, did you see, did you notice this happened? But when it's, when you're not in the same house, it's, it's harder to keep them in the loop or to, and then, you know, we can talk and be like, and I can say, Oh, you know, one of the boys did this. He's like, Oh, why didn't you tell me? Oh, shoot. (laughs) You know, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to not tell you. It's just, you know, so that's probably the toughest thing is keeping everybody in tune with each other. No, that is hard. What do you think is the best thing out of all this? Uh, The growth that my kids have done and the experience of they'll always have the big city knowledge they've been there they've done that but to see what it's really like to just be a kid to 
play outside and to get dirty and to swim in the lake and things that are a little bit more small towny stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's, and the, and the school that they're in is amazing. It's, it's small. So the kids get the attention that they need and the, the projects that they work on are awesome. What it's done for the kids is surely the best thing. And that was our, that was our goal when we talked, started talking about it three or four years ago, you know? So, so that the fact that that is how it ended up is exactly the way we wanted it to. So what would you tell other parents that, you know, may have something that they really want to do, um, but they're really having a hard time taking that big leap of faith to move forward? I think I feel two ways about that. I we didn't really have a security net. If this were to have gone south, we would have probably been in a bit really bad shape. But it, it was, to me, it was worth trying. And, and we're only two years into it. It could still go south. I don't foresee that. But, it, you know, if the benefits seem to be worth the risk, just go for it. Just do it. it it'll all be a learning experience. I mean, even if this doesn't end up being the dream that I feel like it is, we learned from it and we did it and, and we can, you know, look back and be like, wow, we did that. And now we're doing this. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel two ways. I don't want to ever tell anyone just do it. And they're like, Oh, Nicole said, just do it. Look where we are now. (laughs) Saying some things that are interesting, like, you know, there's no guarantee if you, you know, take a leap of faith and it might not just, it might not be a move, you know, it might, It might be starting a new company or job for a parent. It might be, you know, enrolling a kid in a different school. You know, there's so many. Right. Right. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be what you guys did. But. Right. um, And, but you keep saying, you kept saying like, there's no guarantee. And my thought goes to, well, there's no guarantee for anything. Like. You're right. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. You were fine. You were in a stable job. Right. And and your job closed. Right. So that's not guaranteed. Yep. That's exactly right. So how big of a risk really is it? Right. You're right. You're totally right. So just do it. That's my motto. (laughs) So just do it and take everything positive from it and, and use it towards your next adventure. And, and anything negative, take that and, and learn that you don't want to do that again. I mean, you know, so it's everything is, is you take, take what you want from it and make the best of it. That's kind of how life has to be, right? You got to make the best of what's going on and do what makes you smile. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that. I, you know, I think the point is that in general, I think it's so hard to sometimes change what we're already doing. It's so easy just to stay the course because it's easy, you know, even when it's not easy, you know, like right. Planner and your boys are you know going down a little bit of a, a black hole, if you will, right? It's not easy. And those have challenges, but I think at the end of the day, we really have to kind of like widen our scope a little bit and really see the big picture. And if there is something that's really drawing you to do something, whether it's a move or a new job or writing a book or anything, there's always fear because I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities because of fear. You know, it's just scary to do something totally new. It's scary to do something different, but there's so much life that we could really miss. I mean, your sons are excelling and they have a whole new better life it sounds like now um you're excelling in your business and doing something you love you know and you're your own boss 
So I think those are so huge that it's amazing what we can do when we just, when we just try. 100%. And, you know, along with fear, there's, there's excitement and, and let the excitement propel you forward, you know? Yeah, totally. So I think that's, that's amazing. So here's a question that I've been asking um, my podcasters, um, but what is your favorite mom resource? My mom. Oh, (laughs) and that's so true. You know, I, I heard the saying recently, it's come up a million times. It says, Oh my God, my mom was right about everything. (laughs) And it's true. She was. And I, I go to her for almost everything. Hey mom, what do you think about this? And I don't always do what she, you know, what she suggests. She's been there. She's done that. And so she's a great sounding board for all things, life things, mom things, girl things, sister things, all, you know, all sorts of things. So that's for sure. She is my, my, my life coach. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really hope this helps maybe parents out there that are thinking of doing something new and just taking that leap of faith. Tell us where your store is located or how people can, if they're in the area, um, they can maybe visit it. Yeah, for sure. Well, so um, it's pickleandchipsfieldtrip.com. That's our website. And and I'm on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. And if you're ever up at Lake Erie, we are in Marblehead, Ohio, 318 West Main Street in Marblehead, Ohio. And it's a cute little village. Our lighthouse here is turning 200, and it's the oldest working lighthouse on Lake Erie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm always inspired for those that follow their dreams and passions, even when doing so is unpredictable and frightening. But as we learned from our conversation with Nicole today, nothing in life is guaranteed. So why not just take a chance? Come join us on our Facebook group where we can continue these conversations. And don't forget to follow Real Life Moms so you don't miss an episode.